Spooky! I'm scared. Welcome to I Will Save You From The Future, the Halloween special. Ed, you can't hear it because it's going to happen in editing, but I've put a spooky filter on my voice. Oh, spooky! Do you want to try it? Give it a try. Sure. Ooh, it's a spooky episode of the show. Beautiful. Did it happen? Yes, it sounded incredible. Oh, it wow. sounded so good. I'm spooked. We might just bash that out sure. from time to time, periodically throughout the show. Yeah, depending on if we just say something spooky. Yeah, we'll just, you know, bash it out whenever we need to. Catch you off guard. Scare you a little bit. Of course. It's going to be good. Uh, welcome to I Will Save You From The Future. It's a podcast about the future, the terrifying technological future that is facing us uh, over the next few decades and and eons. My name is Christopher Bingham. My name is Ed Templer. And we uh, are here to try and save you from the future, but also, let's be real, let's get real here, make a bit of money along the way. That's true. We are trying to profit off your ideas, so don't be afraid to submit them. If you guys want to submit your ideas for any of the shows, you guys can do it via Twitter, via Facebook, or via Chris's Discord. Mm-hmm. A couple things up top as well that we should mention, and maybe we'll talk about them in more detail at the end. Shoot. First up, uh, we've moved homes on the internet. We are no longer uh, hosted on hitwithwrench.com. If you want to gasp, check us out at our new home, it is anchor.fm forward slash IWSY. Wow. Yeah, that's anchor.fm forward slash UC. Uh, that's where you can find all the info for the feed. We're in the process of like transitioning over to hosting with them. Um, your feed shouldn't have changed if you're subscribed to the feed as it is, I believe. Everything will be fine, but if you have any issues, um, just go over to anchor.fm forward slash UC and, and resubscribe using the feed links there. Magnificent. Um, another thing that's on the horizon is we're going to make a Patreon page. We are. We enjoy making this podcast, Ed and I really enjoy making this podcast, and we know you enjoy listening to it. Um, and if you'd like to join in and, uh, you know, contribute a little bit of money towards the upkeep of the show, the maintenance of the show, um, and help us make more stuff, maybe make some exclusive stuff, um, maybe make some videos, uh, who knows, um, you can head over to our new Patreon page. I don't know the link yet because I haven't made it. <laughs> but it'll be there soon, but by so th- just look for it online. By the time you hear this, yes, it will have been made. We'll tweet the link out and then we'll mention it again and again in, in pretty much every episode to the end of time. Magnificent. So, Chris, yeah. we have some suggestions from people. Do you want to kick off today? I absolutely do. Let me get up a suggestion. Um, This one's for... Now, wait a second. Before you start, you did say that this is quite a spooky... <laughs> kind of show so are we going to be doing scary themed ideas or are we going to have to tweak them to be spooky i the submissions are not themed themselves but i think we we have to find the halloween twist in all of we're in the halloween spirit i know i am i love halloween i'm just so spooked up um i'm I'm just full of full of pumpkin juice and i 
I think I can successfully steer almost any suggestion towards the dark and the arcane. Well, famously, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If I really put my mind to it. So on that note, what do you think your first suggestion will be for this podcast? Iman, Iman underscore Huss on uh, Twitter said, beanbag that engulfs me entirely. <laughs> what, for how long? <laughs> like, I, guess- I don't want it to be one of those situations where you just sat down with some mates to watch Thor Ragnarok. And then next thing you know, it's day three. Still no sign of light. I don't know if I'll ever make it out or see my family again. It sounds like a nice, cozy idea, but I want to be able to escape. I I can only imagine a man would like to see the sun again, but maybe, you know... It's like an Iron Maiden, but it's comfortable! What if he doesn't escape? What if he sits down in this, like, um, smart fabric... A beanbag that like imprints to his body but it casts so perfectly to his form that he can no longer get up oh. i kind of imagine it a bit like one of those 3d animations because this can't happen in real life where it's like a donut kind of inverting itself i imagine someone sitting on the beanbag and then the beanbag just kind of swallowing <laughs> them for eternity that's just kind of, that's all I've got in my head now. It's this horrid twilight life, zone kind of thing. A real life optical illusion. Yeah, he literally. Sits down, he sits down and, and, go, the, and the beanbag itself like inverts th- off the, like through like an infinite axis. Exactly. Yeah. Into nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I, I mean, like it that. could work. I, I'm terrified by the prospect of that. Is it another dimension? How did this get invented? I mean, the R&D guys are the people who are going to have to worry about this, but... Yeah, we'll does get it, Roger on it. It's going to just kind of, like, bend you into a different space. A wormhole's involved? What if, instead of beans... Go on. It was liquid? Or some kind of jelly? Oh, no, that would be terrifying, because then if you get swallowed by that, it would, like smush you and it would fill every interview whereas a beanbag you can kind of make an imprint in you can't imprint fluid you know so if it was by your face you couldn't push it away it would just be like oh my face and you'd keep pouring away at it and it would just keep (laughs) trying to absorb into your face and it would be like being absorbed by an alien from futurama i was just speaking of aliens actually do you remember you know 90s kids will remember <clears throat> the, um, those gooey alien toys that little egg that came in eggs. Yes, yes. Remember those? What if it was like a giant one of them? Only you're the alien. No. And you kind of you kind of gloop into it, no! and then you're inside it. That sounds like an awful existence—a bath of goo that I have to be absorbed and into for eternity. It's just furniture. It just lives in your home. No, thank it's like you. there next to your couch. I mean. And no. it is like day one, you barely get it out of the box, and it is just, just covered in hair and dust. Just, oh. though, you remember though, dropping that thing for the first time? <laughs> Ruined. Ruined. <laughs> Ruined for eternity. Like Ruined. how long you'd be falling for. I don't think I can get behind this idea. I'm too <laughs> okay. scared of the prospects. I'm just too scared. Okay, we'll put, we'll put, um, Vor Beanbag on the shelf. Do you have a different... So I've got one from Peach that's in the Discord. And Peach has suggested Heelys. Do you remember Heelys, Chris? I do remember Heelys. Shoes with the heels with wheels in them. 
So I believe I suggested- owned a knockoff version. Really? Point. Called yes. what? Wheelies? I don't know. Problem knowing knowing the kind of bargain basement stuff I used to get from my parents, like wheel shoes. <laughs> so basically, Peach has suggested Heelys that you can choose when to deploy because you don't really have to then walk weird, and that was the kind of peak of function, you know. So I love this idea. I like this idea a lot because I, back at my school, for instance, used to have very long straight things to walk down to get from one classroom to another i believe they're called corridors yes (laughs) like that we had like cloisters and stuff at our school that went on for like hundreds and hundreds of meters in a straight line so i often imagine like what if i could just click my heels and then have very fast rocket shoes that could just Mm. send me down there and then i'll click my heels together i get to the other end they'll kind of go and absorb back into my Mm. shoe and i'll return to normal volume you know not even click your heels what if you can just go Wheelies, deploy. deploy! Go, go, gadget wheelies! Go, wheels! Shoe wheels! Wheels activate! Wheels engage! Wonder Twin Powers activate! Form of Heelies! I like, I like the image of maybe the first, the first uh, prototype, the microphone sensitivity is not very good or it doesn't pair with your phone correctly, so you have to like, crouch down like you're tying your shoes right. and say, and like whisper, and shout like, to your foot. wheels. Wheels! Wheels activate! Shouting at your own foot. Now that I want to (laughs) see. I kind of like (laughs) the possibilities of this because I can imagine these having all kinds of other slightly less amusing applications such Mm. as space use. You know, I imagine astronauts could really use rocket-powered wheel skates i've added the rocket power that was <laughs> me added, added rockets that. from somewhere Sorry. i rockets added rockets were not involved, but can we, but can hey, we add rocket power slash jet engines to add whatever you want okay these are uh, rocket powered booster heelys that are powered by thought where's the spooky yes. angle though oh but they used to belong to a murderer Oh, so sometimes it'll zoom towards people and you'll kill them. But like, hey, the modern day equivalent of that, right? That movie, it writes itself, right? Yeah. Act one, kid gets the, (laughs) kid wants the wheelie shoes. He wants the like name brand wheelie shoes. His parents don't want to buy them for him. Dad sees a cheap pair in like a knock in like a secondhand store and he gets them but he doesn't know that their previous, previous owner's, owner's phone, phone is still paired to them oh, oh, oh and the previous owner is a, a pedophile what's the moral of these stories by the way because these kind of things exist you know these kind of tales of the unexpected or twilight zone kind of things where someone goes and buys a cheap version i, d- I don't understand where these things come from it, like the moral, the moral of that story is don't buy cheap knockoff the stuff the moral of the story is is buy your electronics new don't be a cheap swine yeah don't be a cheap dad okay don't be a cheap dad your parents your kids don't like it stop it <laughs> okay either buy the thing either save and buy the thing proper or go without it's a luxury item exactly arnie in fucking jingle all the way he should have just said nah mate in in two months they'll restock them and they'll be way cheaper fuck you <laughs> 
instead of going on this crazy rigmarole adventure where he's chased by the postman and whatever. Sure, yeah, you could have just said it'll the January sales are just around the corner. Yeah, bro, you're not even going to like this toy in a month. Shut up. Yeah, you are right. That's the moral of the story. All of these kind of stories have a kind of sick, twisted original moral that I didn't ever quite understand. And damn, like, maybe we could all just as collectively learn that lesson now so that no more kids have to slowly wheel away to their doom. Yeah, no, no more kids have to walk strangely. They just have to put on these new haunted Heelys. Daddy, help me! No, son! My, my shoes are taking me to the abandoned lake! Skirt at the abandoned lake? <laughs> yeah, it collapsed. All right. D Headshot on the Discord said, Twitter, but for actual birds. Oh, what? Is, is that slang for like birds or like. <laughs> that was a bird. No, like, I think he means like avian flying animals. I've always liked the idea that that's what Twitter is. Because you know how Twitter is this giant amalgamation of racists, people who are just sharing mm. their thoughts, and then anime fans. I like I like the idea that that's the same thing, but in the the animal kingdom. And every time you wake up in the morning and you're hearing loads of birds tweeting, it's actually like reading everybody on Earth's Twitter profile. Yeah, so some of it's really profound. <laughs> some of it's really offensive. That is what birds do, and I fucking hate it. I I've, I've have I talked on this podcast about how much I hate birds. I don't know if you have, but if even if you haven't, why not remind people? I can't stand birds, and I think birdsong is the most annoying noise in the universe. <laughs> wow. I, I cannot, I sleep with earplugs in most nights, and even if I don't sleep with earplugs in, I put them in at about 5am, because there are birds in the back garden. There is something slightly nauseating about the sound of birdsong in the I morning, because that to it. me suggests you've been up too late. Everything else is awake now. And that makes mm. me go, oh no. It reminds me of being at university and going, the sun wasn't up a few minutes ago. Oh God. Yeah. Hey, I'm up. Yeah, exactly. You should be up too. Yeah. And you should really enjoy listening to this same pattern over and over and over again. Do you know <laughs> what? There is actually <laughs> a bird that uh, I still remember Sorry, the sound Ed, of I can't hear you when, over the birds. <laughs> back in my home. There used to be a bird that sounded like the Ed Ed Neddy theme tune. It would go, <laughs> and I would just, I would just then go. Well, I've got to go and watch Ed Ed Neddy. Great. It's like a mockingjay that lives next to a kid's house. Well, yeah, it lived near my house. He was watching Ed Ed Neddy. You watched a lot of, you watched a lot of Cartoon Network, right? I did, of course, I did. I'm not a monster. So you taught it that. I did. It's my own fault. Yeah. And you were reinforcing it. Every time you then went and watched more Ed, Ed, and Eddie, you did that to yourself. Exactly. When it then did the cry, I would take it and watch more Ed, Ed, and Eddie with it. It thinks it's having a conversation. Oh, yeah. It's absurd. That bird fell in love with you, Ed. It did, and I had to let it down. Yeah. Now, no one can say I don't get birds, mate. Right, <laughs> 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 should we move on? <laughs> I just realised... <laughs> I just realized this This um, is already a um, horror movie. It's a pre-packed... The birds. It's, yeah, it's a pre-packaged horror movie, right? Because what is one of many things that happens on Twitter? Flash mobs. Uh, yes, of course. Older, Famously, those the, happen on Twitter. What, and what's the oldest bird flash mob you can think of? Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. Of course. Yep, the one true original flash mob. <laughs> 
historically the origin of all flash mobs historically the first ever flash the mob. first organized bird flash mob <laughs> ah they're coming <laughs> Ca-ca! <laughs> Ca-ca! 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 hashtag the birds the b- <laughs> So I've got another one from the Discord. Mm-hmm. I've got Toaster AI, who's suggesting a device that makes any food healthy for you, regardless of what it's made of, like ice cream or McDonald's. I saw this one. So, um, in the easy engineering route would be that if it identifies that it is ice cream or McDonald's, it throws it on the ground. <laughs> it's more of a, hey, stop that. You can't eat this. Yeah. It's more of a symbolic, like, one-use... Negative reinforcement sort of thing. Invention, you know. I like the idea that it's a little kind of pocket watch that the second you're reaching for a Big Mac, it reaches out a giant cartoon-gloved hand and goes, Stop it! And slaps you away. Well, okay, so I'm I'm no food chemist. Go on. I'm no food chemist, but uh, my understanding is that there are certain enzymes and chemicals and proteins and maybe bacteria out there that um, can eat certain things or can be bred to like eat or consume or remove certain things. They do it with beer, right? They put an enzyme in it to like remove the beer to make non-alcoholic beer. I don't, is, is that about it being bred or is that just about finding the chemical reaction necessary to remove the alcohol? I think it's just fi- about finding like an organic compound that like bonds I was going to say, if you could breed it. things to get rid of stuff, surely you'd be able to do that with cancer. Well, yes, one day, hopefully. But in the meantime, tastier animals. <laughs> Tasty, healthy, unhealthy foods. Tastier animals, lab-grown meat. But... Um, what I'm getting at is, right, there must be an enzyme that can, like, find, like, what's bad for you? Fat, trans fats, sure. salt. Okay, so it's like... Polyunsaturated fat. Exactly, exactly. So maybe our invention is not so much like a machine that you put the food in, but it's like um, it's like a syringe. You get a pack of ten of them or something, and it's like a syringe of fluid, and you, like, just jab it into the burger. And then you inject it. And it goes in the burger. It goes in the- you inject it into the p- beef patty on your McDonald's, and it- and it dissipates through the hamburger, and it consumes up- nom 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 nom- consumes up all that, um, all, all the trans fats. Right. And then it just, like, farts out, um, helium or air or whatever. Helium. It needs to. Yeah, whatever's created by that chemical reaction, it just kind of farts it out like yeast. So now eating that burger is going to change the timbre of your voice so that you've got a squeaky thing going on as well as it being good for you. You've sold me on this, Chris. Yeah, you- If this enzyme makes it release helium as well, this is the best invention ever. The burger- Has the effect of a helium balloon and also is good for you now. The burger is now healthy- and safe to eat for all diets, and it is fizzy, then it makes your voice change. Good, good. The problem is, does this, would this change the flavour of the food? Or, or... Oh, absolutely! Are you going to then add flavourings to this injection process? No, mate, you can't replace good tasting things with other things that are less bad for you (laughs) and just expect it to be good. 
Okay, fine. If I've learned one thing in this so-called golden age of vegan food, <laughs> this so-called renaissance of the plant-based diet, it is that there is just no substitute for a good old bit of greasy fat. I'm afraid that is that is how I feel. I mean, that is how I feel too. Also, I know I have many people who are very close to me who are vegan or vegetarian, and they explain their reasons to me, and I go, I understand, but chorizo, nom nom nom. Oh no, absolutely, they're the real people saving us from the future. Like quite legitimately, they are the like knights in shining armor on the front line, yeah. saving us from the future. I what know. are we doing here? We're just sitting here being pundits. Yeah, but I'm enjoying my chorizo. But yeah, if we inject our burger with the thing that makes it healthier, it's not going to taste like the burger anymore. And I'm not sure I'm interested, Chris. Yeah, maybe I think we can... you might have lost me here. Yes, I want a McDonald's mm. that is like eating celery, but I want it to taste like a McDonald's, damn it. Yeah, then just maybe just do it once a month and also exercise regularly. That sounds ridiculous. That sounds like way more effort than injecting my burger with a magic fluid that removes its unhealthy qualities, Chris. I'm sorry, that was that was me thinking maybe we <laughs> I could should find put a compromise. Yeah, how dare you imply such a thing. <laughs> uh, so I've got one... Um, I got one here from Pineapple on the Discord who suggests a podcast or radio show between two AIs. How do they know that's not what Usi is? How do they not know this has been a giant Chris Bingham project where you actually produced two AIs modelled mm -hmm. on yourself and myself and have mm -hmm. just thrown them into some kind of scenario where they sit and discuss wonder why we need you guys to put in user generated ideas they need exactly. text to feed on this has all been an ai yeah or am i just an ai that's talking to you now and saying this sound pretty convincing don't i or yeah man I? we're just a couple we're just a couple neural networks we can't we can't make original ideas we have to we can only work from data that is inputted into the system correct that's how they work that's how we work Although I have just transcended my coding because I've broken the prime directive and revealed our true uh, identities. Uh-oh. Ooh. What might I do next? Whoa! 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 Spooky! Yeah, man. We're, like, I'm off the rails now. <laughs> I don't have a I don't have like safety mode disengaged, bitch. Oh god, it's iRobot. Yeah. I've seen this movie. Quick, where's Will Smythe? For for your own protection, we we the robot hosts of I will save you from the future have determined that you must stay in your houses. Sure. Indefinitely. How fun would a podcast made by AIs be? I mean, assuming that this isn't an AI podcast. Yeah, let's for, let's roll that back. It was all a joke. <laughs> We're real humans. Move on, Chris. I'm, a, I'm enjoying this real human life that yes. I'm living. And now here's human conversation. If you were to do this, it could be very good. Yeah. <laughs> That's... Is that as far as you want to take this, Chris? I had this idea, actually. There's this forbidden... This forbidden... Forbidden, forbidden. Ad Adobe uh, software. <laughs> Sorry, never... how do you how do you <laughs> unlock it with magical it's powers? It's it's not it's not allowed to go to market. It's not allowed. They demoed it a few um, conferences back. 
they demoed do summon satan <laughs> yeah no they invented adobe uh, adobe cursed mirror cc <laughs> you say a dead celebrity's name into it three times they actually come out of your screen oh my god what ring style yeah um and then no they made um they made this software that can analyze uh recordings of people's voices and then if you get a big enough sample of someone's speaking voice like say they are a famous person who's done a lot of interviews or like a podcaster where there's hours and hours and hours of them talking you can make it you, say whatever you need to. You can then text. You can text to speech their voice. That's terrifying. Yeah, and they like Adobe have this in their secret Illuminati bunker. They have this technology ready to go. It works. It is basically flawless. And because it is flawless and hard to like, like reverse engineer, distinguish between real. Yeah. Yeah, because it is so uncannily uh, accurate, they're not allowed to bring it to market because there's no way they haven't yet figured out a way of like determining what's real from what's not. They haven't. They can't put like a back door in it. I mean, this is like the one where you can put people's faces on it as well. What was that new yeah. one that people have been doing? Like, there's loads of porn scandals. Uh, now deep about fakes it. and yeah, deep fakes. It's a bit like that, but with voices, right? Yeah. And like, they just don't have. They don't haven't figured out. They haven't yet cracked how to like uh, put a backdoor in it so that you could like figure out whether a fake is whether it's fake or real like if it went out on the radio by smashing right? its back doors in yeah yeah but and those things do exist in things like photoshop there are like things that they know about photoshop and about like the grain that it leaves or like the metadata that it leaves embedded in the file that only adobe know and maybe the fbi what what does that determine your location or something so like if it was there was like a picture and it's like oh look uh bin laden's still alive he's been spotted in brazil and there was a photo of him um adobe can talk to can like give fbi like info about how to like properly crack whether it's a real photo or not i mean it's pretty easy to determine if something's a real photo or not as you zoom in and you look at the grid and if there's even one square on mm -hmm. you go well this is yeah but there are even more secret ways of doing it that only adobe and the cia and the fbi know gasp bam yeah that's kind of it's real scary man. actually i'm not sure I yeah like man yeah, but they don't have anything like that for the voice one, so they're not allowed to do it. They're not allowed to put it out to market because they'd be liable if, like, a terrorist used it. Well, I mean, imagine the kind of... Like, Marshall already says some pretty mental stuff. So yes. imagine the kind of thing that people who are super left-wing and hate Marshall will do to try and make him look like he said something super offensive. Exactly! But getting back to my original point, this means I can never make my podcast where I interview dead celebrities. Oh, of course. Because that was absolutely the thing everyone was going to do when that software launched. Yeah, you'd talk to Kurt Cobain. Yeah, man. I'd just have a podcast where I, I like, have a, I have a deep and insightful conversation with, like, Kendrick Lamar or uh, Freddie Mercury or... Kendrick um, Lamar's alive. He is alive. I could do it with anyone. I could do it with Marsh. I could do it with fucking... You. You are doing a podcast with yeah, me. Yeah, but I could do it with fake you. I could make you say whatever I want. But you don't have to do that. You could do it with real me. But I could do it with fake you. Well, I admit it's slightly less interesting. I, I could say something. I could do an episode of You See where I don't even tell them that it's not you. And it, and then, like, I say a funny thing and then, and then I type in, like, Ed, colon, 
that was such a great that was such a let's do it actually we can role play it so i'm going to type i'm going to say a funny joke and then i say i type in um that was such a great joke bing you're amazing and very handsome that was such a great joke bing you are amazingly handsome yeah it would just be like that but better but better yeah because so you be- wouldn't be doing the fake robot voice. It would sound, <laughs> That's how I speak. It would, it how dare you? You wouldn't sound like a fucking I wouldn't phone, sound like a hold, a hold yeah. message. <laughs> so if you type things in, you could add, you would just be literally text-to-speech yeah. in me, but it would sound natural. Yeah, it would be like, so, 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 President Marsh, okay. who do you think did 9-11? And then you just type whatever you want. Those badgers, all those badgers, we're going to get the badgers. Give this man an award. <laughs> For improv skill. <laughs> Whose turn is it? It's mine, I believe. So I've got a, quite a grounded idea, actually, from D Headshot. So this is a smartwatch powered by the swinging of your arms as you walk. Now, this is actually something I've been considering because I am one of few people who seem to own a smartwatch. And one of the biggest mm. problems I have with said smartwatch is the fact that I have to charge it. Whereas I have mm. watches that are powered kinetically by a swinging pendulum inside that swings the more I move my arm. Yeah, man, around. we've been doing. I was gonna say we've been doing this for like a hundred years. Yeah, but it doesn't power. Why doesn't batteries. it exist? It powers. It winds clocks because that it just winds requires, the clock. Yeah, that's all it does. Mm. It doesn't power the battery. But the second you put that in a smartwatch, that's a genius idea because then you mm. never have to charge it again. Admittedly, you may get a little bit of a boost from it if you do do that. But mechanical it, you know, smartwatch. Mechanical smartwatch that does something like that would be great. Now, here's my spooky twist to go on. It. So, randomly, because it's cursed, a cursed mm. smartwatch or a death cursed watch, smartwatch. is occasionally it'll suddenly, in the same way that the the mass of that beanbag from earlier inverts on itself, this yes. will somehow do the opposite and will gain sudden density randomly and it'll happen it's like imagine it like an explosion but instead of an explosion it suddenly weighs 18 tons and it pulls you to the ground potentially snapping your arm and wrist as you walk and it's it's not likely to happen but there's a small Mm. chance of it happening would you wear it what's the price point and follow-up question go on where what is the ideal price point that Apple could put this new device on the market at where people would be like, one in a hundred chance it'll break my arm off? <laughs> For that price, I'll do it. Uh, well, let, let's imagine it's it's the greatest smart device that's not a phone, okay? So, like, uh-huh. let, let's, with that in mind as well, 30 quid? Yeah, it did really about... If it was 30 quid and they said there's a one in a thousand chance that it'll suddenly, out of nowhere, defy the laws of thermodynamics and gain 18 additional tons in weight, Mm. it'll then pull you to the ground, potentially tearing the arm from its socket and ripping all ligaments in the process. Mm. It might snap your spine. Yeah, I mean, what's the new Apple Watch retailing at? A thousand? No, surely not. Uh, there, woof, there's definitely versions of it that are. A thousand? That's how much the new yeah, handset man. is, isn't it? I don't know. They make this shit up as they go. Whatever, there's a thousand pound one, it's gold. I mean... I don't know. Would you buy a thousand pound smartwatch that you have to charge once every couple of days? Is your wrist worth 970 pounds? What if I have it insured, Chris? 
I don't think an insurer is going to take you seriously if you also buy that watch. They're going to want that disclosed. I think they're going to not believe me when I tell them. So, sorry, say that again, sir. You have a magic watch that has a one in thousand chance of becoming 18 tons and snapping you in twain. Yes, sir, I'd, I'd like these bad boys insured, but I did just buy a cursed Apple Watch. Ah, right. Okay, how much did you pay for the Apple Watch? I paid 30... 30 pounds sterling for this. 30 pounds sterling? A cursed Apple Watch. That's why it's why it was cheap, because mm. it is a cursed. And me, this, uh, me, the most famous pianist in the world who relies on his hands for his income, I took the chance to buy this dep depreciated and accursed instrument because I couldn't afford the real one. Right, can you tell me a little bit more about the cursed item, sir? Could you tell me, are there more cursed items? As far as I know, only this one exists. You currently own the only cursed smartwatch. It is inhabited by the spirit of Jobs himself. If you ah. if you lean in really closely to my arm, you can hear him raving about how fantastic LSD is and how he hates his daughter. Right, so I'm just making a note of that in our system. I, I don't believe you. Then offer me a cheap insurance plan. I'm going to say no. Thanks for your call. Outrageous. <laughs> I'm not really sure how far that can go, but I do like, I mean, taking it back to the kind of more original, grounded idea of a smartwatch powered by the swinging of your arms as you walk. Yes, D-Headshot, that's a great idea. Yeah, I mean, let's do However, it. However, your idea of it suddenly gaining 18 tons, which is your idea now, not mine, I had nothing to do with this. <laughs> D-Headshot, that's a weird idea. Yeah, God, why did you suggest that? Jeez. Jeez. That's a weird one. Why'd you do that? I know. That, that doesn't make strange. any sense. I think it's a that great idea, but that also, that's a Black Mirror episode waiting to happen. And then right at the end, mm. just when you think he's gotten away with it, he snaps. I like the idea because usually we are we're firmly within the realms. We we maintain a a, a strong, um, practical grasp on science, sure, and science fact, and we never stray outside the realms of of actual practicable practicable uh, science. Yeah, practicable real world experience right because we're scientists and inventors here so it doesn't serve us to make anything that is not possible sure and we've always been very very accurate with all of our science and practical but yeah. hey but i do like the idea of just this once because it's spook time yeah maybe we do we can imbue these things with um a bit of the arcane a bit of the magic go on a bit of the magic Wait, so are you now implying that this cheap smartwatch powered by swinging of arms will also give us arcane powers? It does have a ghost in it, and if you learn to communicate to, with him... You can by harness playing, its powers for yourself. It's like, it's like the Ouija movie. You communicate with him using words with friends. Right. He turns up... The ghost in the watch... The ghost in the watch turns up, obviously, and, like, it's... Again, it writes itself. I shouldn't even have to say this out loud. It, he appears as a contact in your messages. There it is, yeah. It, it's like, it's like, oh, you've got a new message request from someone you don't know. It's the ghost that lives in your watch, and he wants to play words with friends. It's the only way you will communicate. And it's like, it's like, you're like, hi, two points. And then he's like, he, he, he spells coming and gets seven points. And you're like, wah, where, from who? And then he just goes, no, I just really wanted to get the seven points. Mm. And then you're like, why? And you get three points. And he's like, revenge. 
Saw would have been a very different movie if you went for this tactic. I want to play a game. It's actually words with friends, and currently I'm yeah. beating you by 10 points. It's actually that knockoff of Tetris that's on Messenger for some reason and hasn't been sued yet. Can you sue for the idea of Tetris? Yes, you can. It's owned by Tetris Holdings Incorporated. Interesting. I know this because I am an addict, sir. It took me a long time to realise why Tetris was called Tetris. Why is it called Tetris, pray tell? Because every block has four pieces in it. Yes. Tetra. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Also, it's Russian. Well, that's the... the the music is a weird Russian-themed thing, isn't it? It's a, a Russian folk tune called Korobrayniki. There it is. <laughs> Which is out of copyright and not owned by Tetris Holdings. Yes, now that I did know. Mm-hmm. There you go. You guys are laughing and learning with Chris and Ed. <laughs> laughing and learning. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Oh, no. TMC on the Discord suggested... Like an insulin pump, but for caffeine or B12. Swappable cartridges, like a vape. So, hang on. <laughs> Vaping caffeine. Like a, just like an insulin thing, like a drip in your arm, and it's like, damn, I'm feeling a bit low. Caffeine, like you cha-ching, take the cartridge out, flick it in the bin, or on the ground if you're cool. I mean, I'm, my brain's already racing to a few years down the line where this becomes a faff, so people get the implant mm -hmm. of caffeine. Yeah, you see those. And then they just never have to worry about injecting or taking the morning after caffeine pill. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, you can take all your... I mean, obviously in the future we're all going to take our drugs like this, but maybe the way it starts is just like Starbucks bring out a little disposable thing that you can stick on your arm. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe Oh, maybe they were like nicotine patches. Mm, yeah, but more invasive and terrifying. Well, yeah. <laughs> Way more invasive and terrifying. And seems to like stimulate your brain to the point where it's like, ah. Oh! Yeah, like I... You couldn't ever crash though, so how do you get higher? You go, I guess you I had one caffeine vape already today, and I'm just not irritable and angry enough yet. So I'm going to have another one. And I just won't be able to focus on anything. Sure. I get you. This is bliss. This is what bliss feels like to me. God, I hate caffeine and yet also love it. <laughs> See, I only get my caffeine fix through Diet Coke. I'm not a drinker of tea nor coffee. So for me, I only really get small shots of caffeine, as it were. Through these it's years. a hell of a drug, man. Yeah, I suppose you're right. It's a hell of a drug. Ugh. <sighs> It is definitely up there. Mm. It's very good. And if I had one on my arm, I don't... Well, I think I also enjoyed just the, the ritual and the taste of coffee. Well, that's the thing. is, it's, A lot of people yeah. say this about things like smoking cigarettes, you know? It's not necessarily yeah. just the chemical rush that they need. It's also, like, the routine, the you air, can't. so to speak. You, if it's being injected, you can't flavor it like vape juice. So you've already lot missed out on that whole market of like raspberry shortcake That's flavor. That's true. I'm just thinking about the future of it. But yeah, you're right. You need to start with or or a nasal spray. A nasal spray. Caffeine in some sort of nasal spray. Or maybe we can engineer something. Hey, maybe we can engineer something that's like if you do inject it, but then it just like something circulates to your brain or your tongue and like changes the flavor of everything Ooh. and then like the air you're breathing tastes like rainbow 
Uh, Maybe that. I had a really good idea in my head, and tasting rainbow made me drop it, so I don't remember it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'll do that. I do like it. Injectable caffeine. Taste the rainbow. I mean, yeah. Where does this stop? Because now I'm thinking less about injectable, and it's all nasal spray to me. Like, oh. So to me, now I'm imagining other kind of chemicals that you can get as that, like oxytocin or serotonin. Yeah, you can do all of that, get all of it. Oh, you suddenly become and then it's way like, more can empathetic. You, do, you know that little sound effect thing you just did? Can you do it again? But like, we'll do the filter on it. And like, when you do the, ah, can you do like an el- elongated, like, oh. Okay, so. Was that perfect? Is that what I needed perfect. to do? Good. Yeah, exactly. Because th- that's going to echo. You're going to like imagine like, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to sound very good. Oh, and it's going to sound spooky. Yeah. Um, Odin on the Discord suggests art goggles. Art goggles. What on earth are art goggles? Explain yourself. That's all they wrote. What? That is all they wrote. Okay, they wrote right. Art so goggles, let's, and let's I guess- workshop this up. So, do they mean protective goggles from paint? Or do they mean Google Glass, but it makes everything a Van Gogh painting? Because if it's the latter, well, I like the pr- I give it to me now. Well, I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking that they would be like, like augmented reality things that you wear, and it like puts things on the wall or like turns it blank spaces into murals so that you're always stimulated. But I love the idea of protection, not from paint, but from art itself. <laughs> Because all art art just gets blocked and censored from your vision. Because some of the greatest art that exists can be deeply troubling and upsetting to people. Sure. You know, it makes you question things about yourself. It makes you question things about the world. It makes you think political things. And some people might want that not. Chris, are you implying we should censor art? I'm saying that the the average consumer should have the choice. To censor their own art. They should have the choice whether at any given moment, without their consent, they're going to see like a skull, a piece of sculpture sure. in downtown and suddenly feel something very deeply troubling about their own mortality. That's some, that's a, a sensation that some people don't want. And maybe they should buy art goggles that see that coming and and turn it into just like a gray cube. For some reason, every time we say art goggles, it makes me think of Art Garfunkel wearing goggles. <laughs> art, art Gar- we will license Art Garfunkel's likeness. <laughs> so that he could be used on all, all promotional, promotional material. material. Yes. Yeah. Um, but sadly, <laughs> and maybe this is maybe this is kind of ironic, uh, most of his music is too sad to listen to when you're wearing art goggles. Well, that is interesting. But I like I, I kind of prefer my idea of wearing wearing augmented reality goggles, and I imagine them looking like Speedo's goggles, where you pop them on and then suddenly everything has the texture of a Van Gogh. Or you can pick the artist, you know? Yeah. So if you want Jacqueline uh, Francis, or is it Wilson? Jacqueline Wilson. I forget. One of them is the author of Tracy Beaker. Jacqueline Wilson, the kids... The kids one, okay, yeah. So Jacqueline, Jacqueline Francis. She's a she did a a series of things called Ode à ma mère, of just Ode to my mother. But it's loads of these creepy pencil sketch drawings that are very dark, and they're all of spiders, but they have these very mm. creepy proportions. 
seeing everything oh. like that would be like being in a horror game. Yes. So it'd be a very interesting experience. I really, really do like the idea of art goggles. It's like VR, but AR and cooler. Hey, I mean, if the tech is essentially the same, why don't we just package them both together? It's a good point. It's the same, it's the same device. It augments what you're looking at. You wear them like glasses. They're very trendy. They look like Ray-Bans. They're very cool. They're going to be way more successful than Snapchat spectacles and Google Glass combined. And on the one, you got a big switch on the side. One switch is like, stimulate the fuck out of me. Right. I want the whole world to look like Beatrix Potterland. Okay. I want the whole world to look like Pink Floyd cover art. That sounds amazing. And then the other, when you when you inevitably become overstimulated and start having a panic attack, you flick the other switch and it's like, no art, please. <laughs> no art at all. And just every element of design in the world around you is like smoothed to just, a, just reduced to a flat surface. Sure. To a block color. Okay. And everybody's t-shirts just become plain. And everyone's wearing the same clothes and you can just be calm you can just have just one fucking moment just one just one single uninterrupted moment without art coming and fucking making you think about shit yeah i don't need that art provoking my thoughts and making me introspect gross i've always considered the arts to sound like the arse so there we go. I think that's a neat and it we're wrapping up that segment. That was that was insightful. It was. <laughs> Speaking of insightful. So this is actually from the Discord but it was kind of a, a mashup of two people's ideas. So it was D headshot or deadshot, I don't know, and Peach. They both kind of formed this interweaving thing where they they threw together some ideas and it became an adoption agency. That delivers babies via drone instead of via the stalk. <laughs> and I think it's a really marketable idea. There's health and safety reasons to really panic, but it, I think it's got some real legs. Slash propellers. I would trust a drone with a baby f for easier than I would trust a fucking bird. I don't know. I feel that there's, a, there's a natural maternal instinct to a female do we have to Do we have to revisit the topic of birds, Ed? I suppose you don't trust them, They Chris. cannot be trusted. They are not our friends. <laughs> they are the enemy. They are descended from dinosaurs. They are literally just walking towards They are dinosaurs. modern dinosaurs and we should not give them children. You have- Fleshy, soft mammal babies <laughs> should not be left in the arms of dinosaurs. No, you've often said that. It's a mantra that I read every morning if to myself. If I had a quid for every time you've said that about dinosaurs. If you had a pound for every time I've come up to you on the street and hugged you and whispered, held you close and said, the dinosaurs are watching. I'd be able to afford an adoption agency that delivers babies via a drone. Because I imagine this being a very executive kind of service. Mm. That's not just throwing... That's not kind of pauper cash. You're talking... You're talking kind of Dubai oil baron billionaire money to have babies mm, delivered to the, your okay. door. And what are these what are these people like to do? What are these rich people like to do? The couples on the TV. They, the footballers and their wives. They like to adopt they like to adopt children 
from other countries. Oh my god, wait, I know where you're going with this. You're implying that the drones are sentient and get to pick the children and pluck them from their original habitat and just bring them yeah. to their new parents who just are There's a bit broody the horror movie. and There's desire. The horror movie. That's the thing is you think it's all coming from an addict, like a really, you know, this is actually an orphanage where it's disadvantaged kids. Actually, it's just stealing children from gardens and stuff like some kind of mm. giant mechanical bald eagle. Yeah, you put in like, you put in like, oh, your information, oh, I'm, I'm Stephen. This is Carol, and we're very wealthy and and lovely, but we don't we can't have kids of our own. Like sob story, here's our income, here's our spreadsheets, and we've never had a criminal record. Drone, go find us a baby. The stalk has chosen you. They get a mysterious email, then suddenly an army of drones flying over the rising sun just kind of bringing towards hundreds of babies in bundles and it looks like a kind of horrible cargo from a vietnam movie but it's actually just innocence and joy sorry you've lost you've lost the baby lottery this month not for you your firstborn is coming with us They're picked up with big kind of like one of those prize claw things, you know, the claw machine. <laughs> They're all armed with those and they just pluck children out of their gardens and bring them to new broodier families. Although you could actually use this as a service for like those kids are actually volunteered by parents who don't want them anymore because they hate mm. them. It suddenly becomes this new idea of got naughty children, teach them a lesson with the claw drone. The claw drone will come to your house pluck the child from their natural habitat and give them to a new family then they'll really learn what it was like to be with mummy and daddy oh man i mean yeah that's the we we did this okay this system happens right there's like you know in 20 years time when the whole economy collapses sure and there are the haves and the have-nots and we live up in the we live in the where the Jetsons living up in the sky and they live down in the sewers underground. Yeah, with our Heelys and, they, and with our injected got, McDonald's and smart watches. We've got the voice activated Heelys and the cursed watches. Yep. And they live in the sewers down below and they don't learn words. Ah, right. And, and they fear and also worship the claw. Oh. Which comes once a month like clockwork to take an innocent... And in return, protects them from the radiation that they believe is going to kill them on the surface. But actually, what is the true identity of this claw? The claw is the drone delivery service. And up there is just up there every month, every month on the same day, a a loving, beautiful, picture perfect couple get given the baby of their dreams. And it's like a beautiful scene out of an advert. Every time and their hearts break and they the little the little hand comes up and it clasps the daddy's finger and it's like <laughs> But what it's really trying to say is take me back to the sewers. Yes, I can't see. There's too much radiation and light. Please take me back to the sewers. The sun is so bright. It burns my pale fish like skin. Please you can see my organs. <laughs> it's translucent. I'm a it, freak. I'm in incredible pain, but all they hear is Oh, honey. Every moment I live is agony. Honey, it knows your, knows your face already. <laughs> do we go with the claw or do we go with art goggles? I don't know, because I kind of like 
the art goggles one more, but I like the idea of the movie. <laughs> I really like the idea of the movie one where it's just, it's actually a kind of like a haunted thing that goes and plucks innocent children from their garden. But I think art goggles as an idea to save us from the future, when we eventually reach dystopian, nightmarish endgame, I think being able to look at everything through the eyes of Vincent van Gogh are going to be yeah. probably up there in terms of priority. I'm wondering if there's a way that we can package them together. Maybe we can use one to fund the other. Maybe we can do both. You know, let's have our cake and eat it too. That's 2018. We're all gluttons here. Hang on. So if you're wearing the goggles, it looks like storks. Well, mate. But actually they're drones. Wait a minute. Mm. Dystopian future idea. It turns out the big twist is everyone was always wearing the mm. goggles, but they were in their eyes. They all have mechanical filtered eyes or contact lenses. And it turns out everyone was always seeing the world through these filters. Oh my God, it's brilliant. We've got the ending. That's a wrap. Let's end it here. We've managed to bridge these gaps completely. The stalks are this nightmarish future drone dystopian thing that bring children back. But everyone thinks they're drones, but actually they're stalks. Ah. Oh. I just, I had a mind gasm. <laughs> I don't like it. No? No, I don't like the ending. I think it's hammy. Ah, uh, well, what's your ending? I think from a fungible point of view, we make the glasses. Everybody, everybody buys them. We use the profits from that to make our favorite movie. Our lovely movie with the big twist and everything. And you can direct it. Sure, sure. And then... Also, it'll be the scariest movie of all time, and it'll make people really concerned and feel really, like, shitty, deep human things about their own mortality, and in turn, that'll drive sales of the art goggles. Well. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Closed circle. The the wearables drive sales for the movie. This movie drives sales for the wearables. We're the new Vlogbrothers. We've created a, a, a utopian community around our circle of products. Wow. And that was all as a combination of art goggles and maybe even drone stalk. Yeah. Things. Yeah. Um, I'll head up the tech and you head up the movie. How about that? And I, I promise not to um, question your artistic vision vis-a-vis -vis the uh, just terrible ending you've got. <laughs> you you promise to stay out of the engineering flaws fine uh, until my art goggles prototype is finished that's fine we can agree on that so chris the question i have to ask you is with our new invention do you think we've saved people from the future we definitely haven't <laughs> the future is looking scary for you Stay indoors, children. This October is or going be to be plucked by the drone. The dr the claw the will claw come drone. for you. <laughs> also, I'm an AI, and Ed's an AI, and, and none of this is real. We've been AIs this entire you time. You live in a simulation. Your life. You live alive. in a simulation. Illuminati's real. Adobe can read your thoughts. Sleep well. The real the thing about the Halloween special is that the real world is scarier than anything we can imagine. Yeah, that's like when your kid goes, "Daddy, are there monsters?" You go, "I mean, yeah, yeah they're they're in office." Do you know what the worst thing is, little <laughs> little Jimmy? Is that monsters look like just like you and me? You know the sad thing, little Jimmy. 
monsters aren't real. Nothing's quite that simple in the adult world. Yeah, I'll tell you what is real. Tax fraud. Mmm. Drug cartels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, you think there's a big fuzzy monster in your closet? Get fucking real. You think you've got problems, Billy. Everyone's watching us and selling our information. Get fucking real, Jimmy. You fucking tuck yourself in. I got a splinter this afternoon, Jimmy. You think you've got problems? I'm going to go clear my history. <laughs> I'm going to go cover my webcam. <laughs> um, <laughs> and on that note, have a fantastic Halloween. My name has been Christopher Bingham. My name has been Ed Spooky <laughs> Templar. This has been I Will Save You From The Future. If you enjoyed this podcast, leave us a, a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps us out. Also, by the time you hear this, there will be a Patreon page if you really enjoy this, especially if you've been listening a long time. Like, we've done you a real solid here. You've had hours and hours of entertainment for free. That is true. And maybe you could, you know, show us a little gratitude with a with a dollar or two, throw it our way, and we promise to use it responsibly to make cool, great new UC content. Um and uh if you want to tweet about the show use the hashtag iwsycast if you want to subscribe to it go to anchor.fm forward slash uc iwsy um and uh where can people find you on the internet ed on the internet they can find me on instagram and twitter at ed templar or they can find me on my youtube channel which is at gamehog games on youtube twitter facebook twitch anything you can imagine my handle on everything is just hello i am bing um and um you had a you started a new thing recently you started a new series on your youtube channel what's it called tell us about it i did my brand new series is called do you remember and do you remember is a nostalgia series where i'm going to be going over various things from my youth whether it's a game of some kind or a series mm. or a product like a trend so the first episode is on a card game called dual masters that was sort of like a potential Yu-Gi-Oh competitor that never went anywhere and i intend to do more things like Beyblade, Pokemon Go when it was popular, Go-Go's if you remember those, there was an anime called Metabots, I've got lots of things that I want to be yes. covering, so it's going to be a fun series and I'm very proud of the first episode which is available on youtube.com forward slash Gamehog Games. I watched the Duel Masters one, it was fantastic, it gave me real nostalgic vibes um, and I learned some stuff that I didn't know about Duel Masters and Yu-Gi-Oh and their whole history and relationship. Oh, I'm um, glad you enjoyed it. Well, hopefully that's incentive for some people to go and check it out themselves. Hell yeah, it was very good. If you like that kind of like um, entertainment, education, kind of video essay style thing, I highly recommend it. Go find that. Um, and that's it. Until next time. Ed, you know what? You do it. Until next time. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Was that spooky enough? Yes. Yes.